White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre appears to confuse Thanksgiving with April Fool's Day. The border crisis continues to grow. Plus, Marjorie Taylor Greene speaks out for January 6th prisoners. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13-Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden's White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, because going into the Thanksgiving holidays, I really think she was confused with April Fool's Day. She held a press conference right before the break, and you just have to wonder if she's in some kind of alternate universe or something, because the comments she made have no basis in reality. Not only that, But in one stunning comment, Jean-Pierre revealed what many of us already know, that those on the left don't care if the American people don't like their policies. They're out to push their Marxist agenda anyway. Let's start with Jean-Pierre on Joe Biden's age and stamina. If you've seen any of Biden's recent speeches, it seems to now be part of the standard playbook that he needs to jog to or away from the podium. I just think this is supposed to make him look young and vibrant or something. What actually happens is that his jog lasts about two steps, and then he's back to his stiff robot walk where he either falls down or doesn't know where to go next. But here's Jean-Pierre. I would put the president's stamina, president's wisdom, ability to get this done on behalf of of, uh, the American people against anyone, anyone on any day of the week. Now, it's one thing to try to protect one's boss, but come on, everyone knows he's fading fast, and even the Democrats are bailing out. But Jean-Pierre continues to live in fantasy world. Our perspective is that it's not about age. It's about the president's experience. That's what we believe. And it's, you know, as they say, the proof is in the pudding, right? The president has to use his experience to pass more bipartisan legislation in recent time than any other president. That's just a fact. That is something that we have seen this president do, and that's because of his experience. He's been able to manage multiple uh, multiple foreign policy challenges. That's He's been able to do that. That's because of his experience. He's been able to create jobs, raise wages, and lower inflation. Let's dissect those comments for just a bit, because it's clips like that which provide a perfect example of what the Democrats say versus reality. And it's a great example to show your friends to completely bankrupt nature of the left. Jean-Pierre says that Biden has been able to manage multiple foreign policy challenges. Notice that she said manage and not provide leadership, because we know Biden isn't leading on anything on the world stage. But even on a management level, when you look at China, Ukraine, Israel, Biden's not managing anything. He's just a stunned observer who needs to be told what to do. Jean-Pierre's domestic comments were just plain false. Inflation is up since Biden took office, and real wages are down. She just flat out lied on those topics. Jobs came back because the lockdowns ended, and the economic environment that America now has is certainly not favorable to energy, manufacturing, or any other sector. But while Jean-Pierre was speaking pre-Thanksgiving nonsense, her boss was doing the same. Here's Biden botching a number of entertainers all in one turkey-pardoning statement to show just how hard it is to get to Washington. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Rip Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Can you imagine the media reaction if Trump botched a group of popular singers in one statement? 
they'd be all over him. But Biden mentions the Renaissance tour, which is Beyonce, then mentions Britney. I assume he means Britney Spears in Brazil, but that was a Taylor Swift concert. I just wonder what was actually written on the teleprompter. But back to Corinne Jean-Pierre, who added this revealing comment about Democrats' attitudes toward the American people. The polls that show the American people and also significant majorities within the Democratic Party don't want him to run again. And the polls that show his handling of the economy, foreign policy, all of these dismal polls, his job approval ratings, um, does the White House have any basis to challenge the accuracy of that polling? I never, we never challenge, I'm not challenging the accuracy here. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying to you is that, um, you know, we're not going to change the minds of Americans. I get that. Americans are going to feel how they feel. And there it is. It doesn't matter that the American people oppose Biden's policies. This administration doesn't care what the American people think. They are simply going to push forward on a Marxist agenda that destroys our energy independence, that kills jobs, that hurts the economy, that favors a woke agenda over military readiness, and that seeks to destroy the American culture with open borders. That's exactly what you are getting from the Biden administration, and Corinne Jean-Pierre is perfectly okay with the American people hating all of those policies. All right, next let's talk about the crisis at America's southern border. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, let's talk about the crisis at the southern border, which has seen some 10 million illegal border crossings since Joe Biden came into office. 10 million. It's insane. And now it doesn't just affect border towns, which left-wing Democrats dismiss anyway. They have absolutely no concern over what American citizens are dealing with who live near the border. No concern at all. But now those millions of migrants are being dispersed inside America, and they are coming to a city near you. In San Diego, migrants are now camping out for days at the airport while they wait for their next phase of their journey. I wonder who's going to pick up the bill to house them rather than letting them sleep at the airport. Here's the story. Overnight stays by migrants have been common at the airport for at least the past year. We would initially make just about 50 sandwiches and um, bring like 50 meal packs for people. And then we realized that was not enough. Ronnie, a volunteer with We All We Got, a mutual aid fund, says in the last few weeks, the number of migrants sleeping at the airport has increased. Numbers are increasing everywhere because the policy of the Biden administration is open borders. Anyone can get in. That includes terrorists, drug dealers, and human traffickers. And the American taxpayer is left footing the bill. Here's more. On Thursday, we saw a bus drop off dozens of migrants at Terminal 2 at the San Diego International Airport. Local organizations say hundreds of migrants have slept at the airport each night over the past week after crossing the U.S.-Mexico border and being processed by Border Patrol. Many are arriving at the airport several hours and sometimes a few days before their scheduled flights. And they seem to be coming directly from CBP-1 interviews where they get released. In other border news, the Tucson, Arizona Border Patrol sector announced that the border crisis is so bad, they are pausing all of their social media accounts. Now, what one has to do with the other is not quite clear, but the update posted on X last week showing the sector's weekend review revealed the following. 15,300 apprehensions, 117 pounds of fentanyl, 78 federal criminal cases, 17 rescues, 14 human smuggling events, 
and three narcotics events, 15,300 apprehensions. That doesn't count the gotaways, and that's just in one week. Next, on the subject of January 6th, Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene is one of the few who continues to speak out for justice. Now that the full January 6th tapes are being released, it's clear that for one thing, the January 6th committee led by Liz Cheney was a complete sham, and two, there are innocent people languishing in prison for no reason, and they should be released immediately. Here's Green from a recent interview on Newsmax. Well, I've actually seen most of the January 6th uh, video footage. Um, and again, January 6th is, is another uh, lesson that we should all learn. But the Department of Justice is still persecuting these people. Um, in my book, I write a whole chapter about January 6th. Uh, where I was in the House chamber, I was a brand new member of Congress that day. It was my third day on the job. But I also write a very important part in my book about visiting uh, these these pretrial January 6th defendants that were being absolutely persecuted in the D.C. jail. I went to visit them all the way back in November of 2021 when no one else had gone in the jail. And I have gone back again since then. I'm thankful for Green and others who try their best to not only comfort these prisoners, but to raise awareness of what really happened that day and what continues to happen to so many innocent Americans because of the weaponization of government by those on the left. And, as Green points out, we could use a few more Republicans to help in this effort as well. Um, our problem in Washington, Carl, is we don't have enough Republicans that are willing to fight Biden's Department of Justice to stop this from happening. Yep. And just to let everyone know, as outrageous as it is, uh, Biden's DOJ is going to continue going after these people. The FBI is still tracking them down, and many of them are still going to be charged. But I'll argue this is where I'm frustrated with my own colleagues in, in the GOP conference, is that we should not be letting this happen. We should be doing everything we can mm -hmm. to defund this because it is outrageous. It is outrageous and action should be taken now. There should immediately be a committee put together to look into the January 6th committee. No funds should be allocated to the DOJ to track and harass people who were walking around the Capitol that day. This is not a police state. This is the United States. Marjorie Taylor Greene, is also calling for an investigation of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the subpoenaing of all law enforcement officials who were involved in actions on January 6th. You know, maybe she can lend out some of her backbone to other Republicans who desperately need one. Next, here's some rapid-fire headlines from around the country. First, Democrat Elizabeth Warren has apparently seen the light when it comes to Obamacare. It's only taken about 13 years, but hey, better late than never. As reported by Fox News, Warren is, quote, is at long last acknowledging that Obamacare has increased health care prices, end quote, and created other unintentional consequences, the Wall Street Journal editorial board wrote on Friday. Fox News notes that Warren, who has long supported the Affordable Care Act, which is the official name for Obamacare, has recently come to an epiphany about industry consolidation and price increases caused by the health care law, per the journal. Give me a break. Next. Denver School District has now adopted what's known as a language justice policy as part of the district's long-term goals. As reported by the Center Square, the district would encourage non-English speaking students to be able to use their native language to learn as opposed to being educated in English, which advocates say is oppressive and rooted in racism. 
The policy statement is included in an equity document, which defines language justice as, quote, the notion of respecting every individual's fundamental language right to be able to communicate, understand, and be understood in the language in which they prefer and feel most articulate and powerful, end quote. On its face, that idea is nonsensical since the vast, vast majority of Americans speak English. So how is someone supposed to be understood if he or she is speaking something else? Finally, the Democrat-run state of New York has announced that organized shoplifting has cost retailers an estimated $4.4 billion in just a single year. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul recently vetoed a bill that would have facilitated the issue of dealing with organized theft rings. A spokesman for the governor said the $35 million cost for the proposal was not in the budget. The Gateway Pundit adds that retailers across New York State say there's no end in sight to this rising epidemic of organized shoplifting rings and warn it could lead to more store closures, increased costs for consumers, and threats of violence against store employees. But apparently, addressing the problem is just too costly for Hochul and left-wing Democrats. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.